feel safe. <laughs> I feel safe this way. <laughs> and I also feel like I'm kind of like in a spaceship. Yeah. It's you know? right. Like, like you're, you're commanding us. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's why it's funny because when I like close the windows and I close the blind and stuff uh-huh. and it's like dark in here, you can kind of pretend that you're on a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> like you're giving out orders to like your like I'm a, the pilot or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Megan Askoff, welcome to the Madness Continues podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Getting used to it. <laughs> this is your first podcast. This is so funny. Yeah. And you immediately were like, hi, audience. <laughs> Yeah. What's up? Say hello to <laughs> say hello to all of our uh, a dozen listeners. <laughs> hey, a dozen listeners. <laughs> There's a lot, a, a lot of people in the podcast uh, who. It's funny because uh, people who listen. I do have some. I have more than a dozen listeners, but. When I talk about it, I'm always like, oh, there's like eight people and they're all in the Russian Federation. And it's weird because we get listeners from the Russian Federation. Uh-huh. I say we like there's more than me producing this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get listeners from the Russian Federation. And I always feel I feel kind of weird about that always because I have no idea how the fuck they found the podcast. I mean, like, how do they find anything? I don't I, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They find it all. Yeah. We have some in Kingston, Jamaica. There's like a handful of people. So, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, that is kind of perplexing because it's like they're so far away, but also it makes sense because of it being, you know, Russia. <laughs> they're just on top of it. it was, yeah. With the state media. Maybe I should start making like, you know, really strange political statements, like just counteracting like like America and then they'll just pick it up on Russian media and I'll get a lot oh, of listeners. Oh yeah, like a different kind of hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. A different kind of hashtag. <laughs> uh Megan, so let's talk about this just to start out as uh you are you're an artist, so I'm having you on the pod cuz you're uh in a show. You're the show? I am in a show and the show is about my art. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Got it. Good. That's how I described just it earlier. Clean, just to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you and I know each other from uh, from our work, basically. Yeah. Our I know. shared workspace. Uh, we do not work at the same company uh, downtown. Actually, I don't work at that company anymore at all. Hell but yeah. As of, as of yesterday. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. It's funny because the podcast listeners, it's been a couple weeks since I've put out, uh, a few weeks since I put out an episode. And. Part of it is that it's just been like very hectic. And also I they've heard me complain about my job so much and mm-hmm. now I'm just done. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just no, yeah. There's no job anymore. Yeah. Hell I, yeah. That must feel great. Uh, it feels pretty good. I think quitting was needed to happen. It was it was a lot. It was getting in the way of me doing literally anything else. Yeah. And that's when you know. I was just exhausted. I was like really tired. I just wanted to go to sleep all the time and like. Actually, it was funny because I was wondering. So I was wondering this the other day. Uh, I was like, I wonder what I wonder what Megan's experience with me at this <laughs> office is, but or at this workspace is, because I feel like I would just be in super in the morning, and I would just be like, just give me the coffee, man. I just gotta go to work. Blah. And then yeah. I would sit at the bar and type away on writing emails on my computer. Uh-huh. And then I would come in in the afternoon and I'd be like, give me the oat latte. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my experience with you was, well, so you always came in like, I'm going to be 100% with you. Like you always came in like one minute before we opened (laughs) and (laughs) 
you know i mean like i'm i'm tired too and so i was like i would just see you and i would go into the back and wait for it to be seven because i was just like come on i don't even know this guy's name and he's always here that's funny yeah so i hope so i also hope that you didn't think that i was you know a biatch at first <laughs> no those are not my that's not what i thought okay cool, i cool, think cool. that you and everybody who works at that this is for anybody in chicago listening this is at the revival uh cafe i guess is the name of uh-huh. that it's yeah. the revival food hall but it's the cafe that you guys work at and i think that you and everybody who works at that place is just the most eclectic <laughs> interesting person that like you just all of you guys look like you you're all dressed out of a buffalo exchange mm. like just whatever they would put on the display people in the window you guys are wearing those clothes so you're already like way more interestingly dressed than anybody at this because everybody else who comes in is like a corporate like everyone else who comes in yeah they got they're super lame they all look like they're mm. wearing pocket t-shirts because they're a programmer uh-huh. or the name of their company on their shirt or they're dressed like a midwestern dad like me well, I mean, I would say that a lot of them are also like yuppies too. Yeah, like, without a doubt. Who, like a lot of them. Um, yeah, no disrespect to the yup, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of them have like really nice expensive clothes that like maybe like all of our stuff looks like are we I mean, we are a well-dressed. Cafe. You guys super duper are. Yeah, we have people come in and are like, you guys are are also beautiful you guys look like you're (laughs) an american apparel catalog yeah which like also like american apparel yeah i mean i know but i mean like you guys that but the point of that is that you look like you guys you guys are like a living instagram (laughs) post like as you're all moving around the back of the cafe yeah and so we're all goobers though So, but then, like, you guys have to deal with these yuppies all day. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you do that? I I would I think I would lose my I would probably lose my shit at more than one customer. Um. It's some, yeah. Sometimes, by the way, not to put too fine a point on it, uh, but sometimes I'll come in and I feel like everybody there is just doing their best to not explode at uh-huh. a customer. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. That's well put. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you deal with how do you manage dealing with yuppies like that all day? Um, well, I mean, at first I didn't manage with it very well. So I've been working there now for two years. And at first I was like, my whole thing was that like, I was the bitchy barista. Like (laughs) I just was like, I don't really care. I'm going to not be nice to you guys. Like, you know, it's like customer service, but like kind of giving them the attitude of like, I know that you're asking for something and you're also paying me for it, (laughs) but like, I don't give a shit about you. Um, And so I was really mean, but I found that I was also very not happy being so mean to people. Um, And like, I'm not a mean person. No, no. I mean... I don't think I'm, I think I'm pretty nice. <laughs> I, don't think, I think you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, right. I'm nice. Um, but yeah. So I just like, wasn't nice to them. But then I kind of was like, that doesn't make me happy. So I'm gonna just like not take their attitudes personally anymore, which is like why I was mean, you know, I was mean as a defense mechanism to like, you know, keep out all of their energies. So now I just, uh, don't take it as personally and know that when I am nice, I feel so much better. Yeah, you feel better. It's, it's something you're I'm doing for yourself. Yeah. yeah like versus I'm, doing something to placate somebody else. Yeah. I just remember. I don't know if I was as bitchy as I was describing myself. 
I just want to put that. I kind of feel like I feel like it's everybody who works at that at the revival. I feel like has a kind of a a shield almost of like a I'm ready, like I'm prepared for you to treat me with a bad attitude. Is like yeah. how they everybody there is, and if you just are nice a couple of times, it uh-huh. feels like everybody that drops so quickly, yeah. and everybody else, and then everybody is like, "Oh, hey, man!" Like to me, because I'm like, they're like, "Oh, it's you, the guy yeah. who isn't a jerk every time yeah. he comes here." Yeah, uh, at least I hope. And no, so- yeah, I mean, I like asked them. I was like, "Should I be on Brendan Oat Nitro Latte in his own personal <laughs> cups podcast?" And they were like, That's "Yeah, so he's funny. so nice." <laughs> <laughs> Nitro latte in his own personal account. (laughs) Like you have your first name, Brandon, and your last name, Uh, Oat Nitro. That's so funny. Yeah. Brandon Oat Nitro would be way better than my normal last name. My last name, I mean, you know this because we're friends. Your last name's cool. Lemon? I don't think it's that cool. I I thought that was cool when we became Facebook friends last week. I was like, cool last name. That feels like such a long... like we were, became Facebook friends way longer ago than a week. <laughs> Our Facebook friendship just feels like it's been going on forever. I mean, we're just <laughs> we became friends a week ago and it's already <laughs> felt like forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I meant it in like the more positive. I know, way, I know, you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's cool that they said be on the podcast. It's kind of yeah, like I asked Aiden and I asked Liv. Do you know Liv? Which one is Liv? Liv works at the bar. Uh, She's a bartender, but she used to be a barista. Uh, she had uh, bangs. She had bangs. I don't know. She changes her hair a lot. Got it. Yeah. I think I would rec. Did wait? Did she buzz her head? Uh huh. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, and bleach it. She's aw- She's so fucking. Cool. Oh my god. Liv is this was like I feel people. like you guys are the cool like I feel I this is what I don't understand about yuppies. I genuinely don't understand this about uh-huh. about yuppies or yuppie culture. All of you guys make me feel like I'm cooler because I like you're my acquaintances Uh, so i think that's why i like decided to become your friend like (laughs) a long time ago you know like or at least like you know a regular who i would be friends with sure um because i think you said something like that you were like you guys are like way cooler than like anyone else yeah you guys are way cooler than anybody else in that building this guy is pretty chill (laughs) like he can be my friend (laughs) Yeah, well, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. I just, I feel like this is hopefully this is good audio for everybody in the podcast. I feel like the takeaway from this is one: be <laughs> be nice to people. Be nice. Tip your barista. Yeah. Well, you guys know everybody in the whole building. With so many people. I sometimes I'm gonna be I'm gonna you know be careful and then move on. Sometimes people do not tip. Yeah. Really. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it, but I feel like it doesn't have anything to do with my artwork. Yeah. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we don't need talk, to talk about we it. We can talk about it. I kind of I kind of want to hear about it now. I mean, like, okay, so like the short of it is that like people sometimes people don't tip and have a really bad attitude about getting something that they don't need to get. Uh, and i mean i think the thing with coffee is that it's something that people are addicted to totally and so they have this different kind of relationship to it like they're oh, not, it feels like a commodity to them yeah they yeah they're like i have a right to this there it would always drive me nuts i worked at cafes all through college and i worked at starbucks and i worked at this place in ann arbor michigan called espresso royale oh mid, sick. do you know that place because no. it's a midwestern like place it's oh. based in i think champaign illinois and so it, but the same thing, it would drive me insane because people would come in and they'd be like, um, yeah, I'd like my blah, blah, blah. And there was a part of my head that was like, 
it's not your flat white. Uh-huh. It's a <laughs> flat white that yeah. you are getting. You are buying for a flat white. Dude, no, people are so entitled. And that's like, I mean, that more than anything is what is hard on your soul. Yeah. <laughs> like that is really hard to see like how entitled people are. Yeah, so they don't they don't tip because I think like, you know, some customers complain about like prices or stuff. I had a long conversation with like this other dude yesterday about it. And I was just like, this is why coffee costs as much as it does. This is why you should tip your baristas, you know, because like people put a lot of hard work into making the coffee. Like I'm talking about like on the farms, like like making totally from from beginning to end. Yeah. Like and then like that's why it costs so much. People have no concept. Yeah, and it's also yeah, it's just like you're not even thinking about like the farmers who make this coffee. Like, you're not you're thinking so about the farmers who make this coffee. Far away who from that. Wash it or clean it. Yeah. The, the people who roast it. Uh huh. Like then the people who actually get it and then grind it yeah. and then put it into an espresso machine or a whatever, whatever, and then yeah. actually make it and serve it to you. There's yeah. so many people that that touches along the way. Uh-huh. And they just like don't get that at all. And like people will complain about how much something costs and they'll be like, of course, I'm not going to tip you because it costs so much. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, and coming from, I think, like what I am guessing are like a lot of wealthy, a lot of wealth. There's no reason There's anybody so in that much, building. OK, I'm just going to say it. A lot of wealth. Yeah. And they Tons. can all afford to buy seven dollar coffees every day. Yeah. You can they afford can to tip somebody. They can also afford to tip someone twenty percent, which is like less than a dollar. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, on a seven dollar coffee, it'd be a dollar forty. It would be, but still, good math. But like, still, I kind of feel like you just if you're working in the National Building in downtown Chicago, across the street from Daily Plaza, yeah, <laughs> you're you can tip, you can spend another dollar fifty. To oh my God, help yeah. the people who are making your fucking coffee. Yeah, who like don't make living wage if you don't tip. Yeah, so. it's madness to me. It's madness, yeah. Ugh. It's madness. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. Uh, oh my God. The madness I, like, continues, I, like, yeah. I totally forgot that that was the name of your podcast when I said that. Okay, so let's go back to your snarky comment and talk about your art now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were right. We were going far astray, but it's fine. I mean, like it's part of my life, you know. What you know? That's well, part of what I wanted to talk to you about was, I I am very fascinated at the idea of you, you know, balancing the things you have to do, like working at a cafe and dealing with assholes, mm-hmm. versus the things that you want to do. That mm-hmm. like you're you're like I'm spending my time the purpose of my life is doing X, Y, and Z, or so it's like maybe you're creating art, or maybe you don't feel like it's the purpose of your life, it's just the thing you do. Like uh, Phoebe Claire, who was on my pod- podcast previously, yeah, who's the one who that. made the, yeah, she, that's not, the, she just makes art. It's not like the purpose of her life. Yeah. She just enjoys making it. Yeah. And uh, I just double checked the recorder, by the way, because we had a whole, her and I talked for half an hour before I realized the recorder hadn't recorded okay, so anything. so I listened to that episode yeah. because like that was right after you told me like, be on my podcast or you asked me to be on your yeah. podcast and then I and you to- were like is this a legit thing or is this guy just some <laughs> weird creepy fucking excuse hey i told you at this point that i liked you yeah but i did ask you know i did ask my co-workers for a second opinion yeah. you know but i mean this is yeah that's what we gotta do it's a real it's a real <laughs> thing yeah cool um yeah it would be so a really i, was, I can I appreciate how creepy it. of a thing that would be though is it like hey do you want to come over and be on my podcast like what a weird 
<laughs> I mean, out of context, if I didn't it's know. But it sounded super. Yeah, right. Yeah, which like <laughs> you yeah. just walk in, there's like cameras and lights and shit. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just uh, yeah. You're like, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> um, what? Oh yeah, so I was listening to that and I was like, oh shoot, like he asked me to be on his podcast next weekend. I hope that he doesn't forget to hit record because <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, the most professional podcast in Chicago. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it was, oh man, Phoebe was so mad. I mean, she was fine. It wasn't a big deal, but like she uh, she was definitely like, what the fuck, dude? Like yeah. she's so, in her life, she's so on top of it uh-huh. that she just was really like, I just can't believe you just didn't. And I was like, it's just stupid. I don't know why, how I start. I think I was just waiting for a good moment uh-huh. and then yeah. just, forgot and then just kept going so. yeah because you were living the good moment yeah well she's so fun to talk to yeah and like so i just i don't know her but i enjoyed the podcast well she's an she's a very unique woman who's has very interesting and intelligent very creative her art's amazing which is why i have a print of it but yeah, like pretty dope but like let, let, let me backtrack so like the thing that i think is fascinating is that you have to deal with the parts of your life you have to deal with and then you have this like other outlet which is maybe creativity and for me you know i try to balance the idea of um comedy with a day job or with something that pays the bills because mm-hmm. hardly anybody makes any real money from comedy yeah and then like doing things like this like i don't make any money from this podcast but like i really enjoy doing it it's a good reason to connect with people yeah. and explore through conversation ideas that i'm fascinated about and and you know and connect with people who i'm interested in so that's like why i do it but but it's fascinating because how do you balance, you know, so I guess that was one thing I wanted to talk about and then kind of walk through. You're such an interesting person who's, you know, nestled amongst a group of interesting people as I know them, which is the revival people that I think I was just fascinated to hear about your art and what you're doing and all that stuff. Yeah, I really liked your response when I said I was an artist. You were like, what do you do outside of work? And I was like, oh, I'm an artist. And you were like, that makes so much sense. It, it really does. <laughs> I was like, I don't really know what that means, but I like it. I'll like, have to I'm find a, it makes sense. I'll have to find a picture of you from Facebook to post on this on this episode because like people uh, that was like one of my first thoughts about when I first met you. I was like, she has to be in the, doing some kind of artwork, something. <laughs> it's either got to yeah. be like, you know, visual art or you're like a musician or something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess to answer that or like to go further into that point, though, of like, how do you balance it? Like, you know, balance like having an outlet and like paying the bills. Um, it's like it's really hard <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna start with an obvious statement um yeah i don't like i think because i also don't see like making my artwork as much of an option for me like i like i have like really big like i need to make it and mm. i'm kind of like it's kind of a compulsion got it you know when did you start um when did you start making art um well so before i was a visual artist i did writing um Mm. i was like as a kid growing up i was like a super avid reader and um enjoyed like writing stories and then um i went to college and i started studying creative writing at the school of the art institute and i wanted here in chicago yeah here in chicago yeah um and i went there because i wanted to like I was always fascinated by visual art. Like it was always something that I loved, but I was a writer and I like a poet. Mm. And so I was like, Oh wow. I can like 
study creative writing at this place that like also is a fine arts school, which yeah. is like two things that I love. Um, and so my first drawing class at SAC when I was 20 was, um, it was like a drawing, like a 200 or like a 2000 level drawing class. You know, like it wasn't whoa. like an intro one, yeah, whoa. but like, I didn't know that when I was signing up for 2, it. 2000. Yeah. It was like, two, it wasn't <laughs> 1000, it was 2000 level. And so, yeah, I got there and my professor was like, do you know how to draw? Like, you know, we were talking class. We were like introducing ourselves. And I was like, hi, I'm Megan. I've never taken a single art class in my life. I'm here because I'm writing poems. You know, I like to write. And my professor pulled me aside and was like, do you, this is like a, you know, a 2000 level class. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I have ideas. I just am going to make some art in your class. Like, I was I just, this, It's so funny because I don't know you that well, but that's so <laughs> sounds like your attitude is that you would be like fuck you i can do this like <laughs> i was insulted i mean like and the man had good reason i didn't know how to draw shit but like i but then i did so uh, we had our first critique and like up sure. until the first critique he was like real like you just what are you doing you know and i was like none of your business and then <laughs> <laughs> and then um we had our first critique and like the whole class was just like you've never made a drawing before this is insane <laughs> and then he was like that's a great impression <laughs> and then he was like good job you done well and then uh, i stayed in the class what was your first drawing in the class um, my first drawing was of, it was an illustration of a story that I wrote. Uh, so let me, let's back up even further. What was it about writing or what were you trying to capture in your exploration of writing or um, your exploration through writing? Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, totally. Um, I think all of my many emotions sure. and my, you know, how complex life is. <laughs> To start uh, all the things that drive the... creative people. Good, <laughs> aunt, good, good uh, yeah, point. You know, very uh, general. Um, I guess I mean, like, what? Maybe another way to ask that question would be: What were some of the themes that you found yourself returning to? Um, I liked to write about like really like dailiness. Um, like I liked to write about like small details of like living. Um, I just like I I don't know I wanted to like explore what people uh, just like the small things. Uh, sorry, this is the like once again the most uh, the most uh professional podcast. <laughs> I just got a text. Um, uh, I got another I'm gonna person. stare at you until you finish. Your I know. Text. Sorry, everybody. This is especially when like you were giving like such a good answer. I got distracted. Daily things. Well, I did too because uh. uh, there we go. Um, cool. So uh, sorry. That's just another. I've scheduled like a handful of these, and somebody's like, "I can show up early, early to your place," and I'm like, "No." Yeah, you're like, don't do that. <laughs> In the middle of we're just getting into the point of this conversation. Yeah. Um. It was a long intro, maybe. No. So you were saying writing about the dailiness, things like this that happen daily. That these kinds of you're talking about waking life and your your interaction with the the things that that take place in your waking life. Yeah. So not about like any grand topics, but about just experiencing like life in your living room or just I wrote a lot about walking to and from the train and like train rides because of just like how much time, you know, like I feel like I figure myself out sometimes the most when I'm just like 
walking to and from the bus stop or like walking to and from the train. Just kind of like transient parts of time. Yeah, transient parts of time that don't mm. really have a, like a title or a label to them. It's but they're so essential to like all of our experiences. That's fascinating. I think that there's they're def I it's de I wrote once so I do a lot, I also do a lot of writing uh, and I wrote about traveling through trains in Europe is kind of a weird experience mm -hmm. because you can't you're it's almost like a destination of itself and there's almost the time that you have to you, you you're not on task you're not doing anything else and you can't yeah. be doing anything else that's why I love it yeah like you ha you're in the middle of it's like a com you know I mean it's not the same as driving mm -hmm. like where you have to focus on the task when you're on a train or you're walking to the bus or you're on the bus or whatever you're literally just waiting to go to some other place that is the purpose of what you are doing yeah like that's all you can do yeah so why is that fascinating to you um I think because that's like I think I'm also like a really avid daydreamer and like I'm always kind of listening to music that is like making me think and feel um and so being on like a train and kind of just like processing like all of this process time um I think that is where like I figure out a lot of who I am um and so that's kind of why it just time me. to reflect yeah but interesting it's also like it's not even just like time to reflect i feel like it is your life i don't know if i'm explaining that well there's like a book that i read recently or a, f a few years ago i read this book called pond by this irish author claire louise bennett uh-huh and like it's not a traditional novel and that has like a beginning middle and end but it's like she just writes these like small snippets of like reflecting on her day or like a thought that she's having uh -huh. and it might seem like really trivial in the grand scheme of things but it's actually like at the end of it the small things that she writes about gets at the core of who she actually is that's interesting so she has like a whole chapter for example where she like writes about like having like romantic relationships mm. and she and she's funny too her writing's really funny and so she has a line where she's like I just found out about myself that I'm only interested in the opposite sex if I'm drunk and <laughs> like I should feel more concerned about that. Yeah. And then she'll be like, she'll kind of just go into like, she was in her flower garden and like going to the grocery store and like blah, blah, blah. And like this thought would continue yeah. to occur to her. That's interesting. And so it's kind of like, maybe it's like this really like only being interested in, romantically in someone because you're drunk is like you should think about that you know like that's something that's an yeah. important thing there's almost a consistency of that through transition yeah yeah like you should be you should pay attention to that but you like it's it's thought about or it's explored through the lens of just like washing your dishes or walking to the train so i think this is kind of interesting because i think that you know just to to you use an example of working at a cafe it's like there's a you that exists when you're in working at a cafe yeah and i remember when i worked at espresso royale i would think to myself this i don't feel like this person like i don't know what i'm supposed to feel like but i it doesn't it's not like a feeling of inauthenticity like it's i'm just doing kind of mediocre yeah, like that's not who. Like, if somebody was like, "Who, who, who are you?" I wouldn't be like, "Well, first and foremost, I'm a barista." <laughs> like, it just doesn't. There's no identity there yeah, that to be oh, held. Yeah. So, 
it almost becomes like where where is your identity held? What consistency of things do you have as you go through these right. different? You know what I mean? Like, and a romantic example is probably a good one because I don't. I mean, even when I was working at a special Royale, I was in a relationship with a woman who I was like really in love with, and didn't at no time when I was working at the cafe did thoughts cross my mind where I was like oh my gosh my girlfriend she's the best as Mm -hmm. I'm like making coffee and like you know clean and frothing milk and like all this other stuff like Mm -hmm. none of those things occurred because so then when do those things happen right because if that's a who you are or a part of who you are it has to occur somewhere yeah like and it it just it's just there was no anchor to any of that stuff and it feels like what you do with the bulk of your time like Mm -hmm. uh, when you're on task doesn't give you space to actually be those things yeah does that make sense am i or am i blowing this out of you're giving me a look like like you're like okay sure like (laughs) whatever guy i'm just listening yeah so how does that so i'm curious then how does that inform your you know uh your visual art um it and maybe it doesn't maybe, I, don't know. I don't think it does yeah so i um yeah so i was i was really heavily writing but i took that drawing class and that was kind of when i started getting into visuals and i was like my mind was so blown i was so excited because i like had never done it before so my first year of making was really exciting for me um because it was just like oh shit i can do this like i can make art like that's not just writing um and then uh, um <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so easily i know distracted. it's bad um so i don't think but then i kind of stopped writing and only was making visual work so why the switch point. then um you just enjoyed what you were doing i just enjoyed drawing more I think it was a uh, no. It wasn't as simple as that. Like I, I kind of stopped writing because I, I lost a really good friend of mine mm. who. Um, it was really hard for me to write. Got it. Because I could only write about losing this friend, and it was just like it was the only thing that would come out of you. It was the only thing that would come out. Like if I'm gonna write about anything, I'm gonna write about how I just lost one of my really good friends. Um, and I and I think I wanted to like celebrate more than I wanted to like lament. Like I mean, it was very hard, but I wanted to make art that wasn't like just drowning in that. I wanted to kind of make something that would counteract that extreme sadness. Mm. And the, so, what were some of the subjects that you depicted then in your visual art? I began and still do uh, focus a lot on landscapes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, nothing like Chicago, where we are right now. Um, yeah, but I think also, um, yeah, so I do a lot of landscapes. That was kind of how I started because I went to Colorado to visit a good friend of mine, and we went on some crazy hikes, and I was just like, this shit is insane. And <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Vail, Colorado. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in Boulder. And like just that whole area, especially if you're from the Midwest and it had never been. Yeah. You're like it almost like your brain doesn't. Un- it's something about the mountains. You're like, what? Like they're. It's insane. I mean, I had been around like. Really- they look fake for they, some reason. I mean, yeah, they look fake. I've been around. I've been to like beautiful places in the country before. But I think this was like the first time that I was like that deep in the Colorado mountains. Oh, yeah. Like I was never like. I would I've been to like Arizona and like New Mexico and places like that but 
that was the first time that I was like, whoa, like these mountains are huge. <laughs> like they're just so big. I had to draw them. <laughs> There's, I mean, but that was, that, that was exactly the response though. It was like, I have to recreate these. Like I'm, I just became obsessed with them. That's interesting. Why? Yeah. What do you think it was that just, Cause they're just so beautiful. Yeah. Like there, there's just like nothing that is that beautiful that I see in my daily life in Chicago. Ugh, Chicago. Or, or even close to Chicago it. is so gross. Like Chicago in many ways. Chicago is so gross. I mean, New York is also very gross, but I'd like. Yeah. New, it, no, New York is grosser. I would never live in New York. Really? Never? No way. <laughs> no way. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely not. I see. I feel like I would, but like, there's definitely a why. A, like, you want to live in a house with cockroaches? Like, every oh, I mean, it's house, so gross. Like, it's bad. Yeah, rats everywhere, all the time. Even more than Chicago, which <laughs> yes. we already have a ton of rats. Yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty bad. There, there aren't. There are not a lot of cockroaches in Chicago. There are tons in New York. Yeah, but like, they're definitely there's something that city is is definitely gross. But there's the different. I think that there's a there's some kind of difference in a. I don't know. This gets a whole other conversation into itself, but like the, the suffice to say that there is not a Chicago. It is not a naturally beautiful place. Like I think that Mm-mm. the lake is nice and even the river in downtown is nice. Like mm-hmm. the, the river walk they've redone. The city's like nice. It's kind of nice. Yeah. You can hang out. I was having drinks at this on the river walk last night and I was like, wow, this is actually a pretty beautiful location. No, but, like downtown Chicago is beautiful. I mean, I think like, I mean, I'm like dishing on Chicago, but I love it. It's my home. Um, That doesn't mean I want to be here for a whole lot longer. You know, I feel like I learned through making landscapes that like landscape drawings, not paintings. Yeah. I think that's a distinction. I I paint sometimes, but I make drawings. They look like paintings. Yeah. But they're not. What do you, you use pencils or charcoal? Oil pastel. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So neither. I use, um, it, but they are mixed medium. I make, I use uh, like acrylic paint sometimes, and I use the oil pastels. I'll use like uh, graphite. Got it. I don't use charcoal mm. too much, but yeah. That was like my chosen. Like I would have, I should have done more with charcoal when I was doing a lot of drawing. Yeah. See, I think like back to my story of I just kind of jumped into making art like yep. when I was 20. Like I never learned how to do like the like charcoal, like how to like figure drawing or like even like exact. I kind of just like taught myself how to draw because one of my painting professors was like, hey, you're really you have a lot of talent in this, but you need to learn how to draw. Like yeah. you need to you'd, like you could do so much more if you just learn how to draw. But I never like so he like made me check out a book from the library I think it was called uh, Drawing from the Right Side of oh, the yeah, Brain. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drawing from the Right Side of the Brain is like, like the classic drawing book. He was like, okay, you need to like go through all of these exercises, but like I'm not going to hold you to it, whatever, be yourself. Yep. <laughs> art school, typical like, kind of art school, like <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> but like you should do this, but be yourself. Yeah, um, we're not so going to tell you what to do, but you should do this. Yeah. Like, and also trust your instincts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, not a whole lot of direct direction. I feel like that just described my entire when I was managing the team at my day job. That was basically what I I would just tell, tell them that yeah. I'm not telling you you need to do this, but you should do it. And if yeah. you don't do it, I'm going to be disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Be your, you know, just be yourself. Um, so was art school worth it? Because I sometimes wonder if I should have gone to art school instead. Well, what did you want to study at art school? I probably would have studied. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I probably would have studied 
drawing, which I really enjoyed. I I may have done film or video. I could have seen myself doing something like that. Um, I think that it was so like worth it. Like that's a that could mean a lot of things. Sure, you know, you don't regret going. No, no, I um. But again, I think also with art school in the time that we live in, it's not like it's not like any of these questions have like direct or like extremely like black or white answers. Oh, yeah. Um, it's twi- I mean, that's a good point. It's 2019. It's like, 2019. So what do you get? Everybody's got college debt. <laughs> like everyone has a lot of college debt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I loved it. It was, I mean, I would never not. I would never go back and change going. Yeah. I think I would go back and change like maybe how I spent my time when I was in college. Got like, it. Or maybe like I would have liked to have done my undergrad like now. Uh, a little bit older. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, I think because like my brain is just more developed. Yeah. Like, I think just you have like, a better simply. appreciation for a lot of for yeah. what you would. I feel the same way. I feel like kind of I've been toying with the idea of going back to school because I'm like I just really would have probably it's you know that saying youth is wasted on the young there's mm-hmm. a part of me that's like it I makes just, sense to me now as a 25 almost 26 year old i know i'm like i just didn't at the time and this is like 15 years ago for me which is nuts to think about but like i just didn't like get it kind of yeah. i just kind of didn't understand you know whatever like, I, I get just, it a lot more now like i wish i used my i wish i used some of my time better but i also like i think um with the art that I make a big theme is like process. And so like, I couldn't be doing anything that I'm doing now. I couldn't be who I am now at all. If I didn't go through that first. Sure. Um, so like I look back and I'm like, why did I make like so many dumb looking things when I was in college? <laughs> but like, I can only make the art that I'm making now. Cause I made all of that. Yeah. Cause you went work through that yeah, stuff you previously. Have to, I mean like, if something's there, it's there. You There's gotta a, either confront it or you gotta, or you'll just run away from it. Yeah. Wow. That's actually, I think, pretty profound. Uh, I. Th- it's funny because there's a. Sometimes I say this with other comedians, which is you gotta write bad jokes before you write good jokes. Yeah. There's, oh, totally. There's people who are like, and that doesn't change. That doesn't change ever across mediums either. No, but it doesn't even change within the same medium. Like yeah. if you, if you, like I'm trying to write this new bit about work. And the problem is that when you tell people, if people are like, oh, what's the new material you're working on? Or you have like, you know, what's the, what are your new bits? Or let's hear your new jokes or something. You're like, well, I'm just, I'm just now working on them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they're not completed. And then, so when you tell people, they're like, "Eh, I don't know. I don't know if that's (laughs) funny. And you're like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm working on it. Like, yeah, I mean, I I can especially see that with like stand up comedy that like the process is not what is highlighted. No. They just um, want the finished product. Yeah, they That's just it. want the finished product. You can't tell a joke that you're like, that someone can like, go. like, hey guys, I'm workshopping this joke. Yeah, it's either funny or it isn't. So if it's yeah. not funny, people are like, eh. And then in six months, that joke that whatever you were working on or chipping away at could actually be really, really funny. Could be like the funniest thing that I've ever heard. But Ever. Like yeah. the funniest thing that's ever been said ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> and if it if it's my joke, it will be. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that you, you should, tell him. Yeah, you should have seen her face. She's not. <laughs> just not on board <laughs> what with was that. that? What was my face? I don't know. It okay. was. I mean, I can't repeat it for okay. our radio listeners. But <laughs> so, but the, the point is, is that it's like they just want the finished product. But like in yeah. comedy, at least. But I, I, so I think that's like that in writing too. Um, 
Which is why I like making visual work. Hmm. I feel like more people are more open to the idea of like, oh, I see where this is going or like well, what this is attempting to do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So what about, okay, so let's talk about the, 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 uh, the show. Mm-hmm. What is this? What, what is, what is the art you've chosen to be in the show or how has this worked? How did you get it? And how is it coming about? Um, so I, it kind of happened. I'm friends with the person, um, who's like kind of running that space. Mm-hmm. Um, or she's like an acquaintance and, um, but she could be a friend. I don't know. We can all <laughs> become friends. Um, anyway, so I know her and she told me that someone dropped out of a show there and that they were like in a bind to find someone new. And I was like, well, I have a sh- lot of work. <laughs> Shit load of work. I have so much work. To sh- <laughs> I mean, like, and I've been working like every day for you know, the past couple of years, like that's what I do. Yeah, you've got to have a ton of stuff. I have a really large body of work and I was like, and I like it and other people like it. So I should maybe fill the spot. (laughs) So, you know, in so many words, I sent them an email with like pictures, you know, like the full gallery so they could like, you know, choose in a diplomatic way, (laughs) but they chose. Um, So yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to, to show. I have a, I have a lot of work and so I'm I'm really excited to share it in a way that I haven't done before. You know, I've only done like small, like one night shows with other friends or like sold work at like open like holiday markets. So this is like by f- like definitely the first of its kind for me. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it'll be the first time that I'm seeing a lot of my work next Displayed. to each other. Yeah. yeah, because I'm like, I don't really have like a like a lot of studio space. So yeah. it's kind of like when I finish something, I just need to find a place in the small studio space that I have to, to put, put it. it. Yeah. And especially when I'm making big work, there's just like a lot of stacks of very large canvases Yeah, with nowhere to go and so no one to look at them <laughs> that I've put so much time into. You put them up at the revival. Um, yeah. I don't know about that. So yuppies, all you have to going, do is put a, no. put a, put a large price tag on it and a yuppie would be like, Oh, I'll buy this. Yeah something that makes me feel rich well i think what would really happen is that a lot of the yuppies would be like oh cool you make that i'll get a medium coffee <laughs> like no phase no there's no so this will be change. a unique experience for you though because you'll be able to see all this stuff i'll be able to, to see itself. all my work next to each other yeah, yeah. this will be we should have you back on after this too because then it'll be fascinating to talk about that yeah and maybe like pair the two together because I would I, that 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 will be very interesting because I was talking about like themes and things like this. It'd be fascinating to see when all that stuff is next to each other, how all of that works together. Yeah, um, I'm excited. <laughs> where? All right. So where is it at, and when is it? It's at a place called Happy Gallery Chicago. It is in Humboldt Park. You can look it up on the internet to find the exact address. <laughs> nice. Happy Gallery Chicago. I'll put um, it in the show notes of this thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it opens on June 15th and it'll be up for two weeks. That's cool. So the 29th, how much of your work is going to be, how many pieces are going to be in it? Dude, to be honest with you, like I've been so slammed lately (laughs) at like my job job. Um, I, cause I don't know if you know that I manage that space too. No, I mean, I kind of got that idea. Yeah. 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 I kind of felt you have that energy. So I felt like that was probably happening. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm in charge. (laughs) I'm like, Uh. she calls the shots. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Um, 
so I've been very busy with that. So I kind of like, I mean, I've been making work still. Sure. Um, I'm, you know, I'm always working on something um, is kind of my thing. Like whenever someone asks me, I'm like, well, yes, I'm always making a piece. Um, so I'm still making pieces, but I haven't had time to like kind of process what's all going to go into it. But I do have a generally good idea because um, I have a lot of large pieces yeah. that I've made over the last year that I think like, um, and then a lot of like medium sized landscapes that I've made after, uh, over the course of the last year or two. And are they all mountains or are they just different? No, they're not all mountains. Got it. Um, yeah, they're not all mountains. That was kind of my entryway into like abstract art making. Interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. I kind of can't wait to go see this. <laughs> uh, you should be really excited. <laughs> <laughs> you should be stoked. Um, <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> yeah no i'm excited about it too i think I'm, you display a confidence in your work that i definitely don't have about my comedy necessarily <laughs> well i mean i think having like confidence in what you do is something like you just kind of have to fake to yourself that you have confidence mm. in it until you make it to yourself mm. Mm. it's kind of something i make work about too like because i'm definitely like terrified with a lot of my drawings that i'm making because i'm doing like Every piece that I make, I try and do something that is new to me that I haven't done before. Uh -huh. I, I don't really like make work that looks exactly like each other. Like everything looks pretty different. Got it. But also very much like I made it. Sure. Because you know? uh, I did. Because uh, <laughs> I did. Um, yeah. But I um, they all look kind of like different from each other, sure. too. So I kind of lost my train of thought. No, you just say you have to have confidence in like what you're you're like. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You have confidence. That the big point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I because I always try to do something new in my pieces and um, that's scary. And that's kind of what I make art about is like facing that fear of like doing what it is you know you need to do. Mm. That's kind of how I try to live my laugh. Well, or I mean, what I'm trying to right now, though, the way that you the what you said earlier, where you're like, you know, it's this thing that you can either a, a, approach it and do it or run away from it. I feel like that's yeah, a big, it's always going to be there. Well, there's like a thing in my I mean, like, that's kind of with me and comedy. And I keep talking about it. It's like it has always has been a function of my life since I was 14 years old. I've been doing improv yeah. and I started doing stand up when I was 16 as people in the comedy scene in Chicago are tired of hearing. But mm. I mean, I've been doing it a long time. I got on stage a long time. And like. Yeah. I, it's a part of me that I've, you're almost, sometimes I'm scared to approach it because I'm like, this is just so much that I've got to. Because there's already so much mass. Yeah. And there's also this feeling of like, it's so important to me. It's so intimate to me mm -hmm. that like, it's so, it's. Right. I mean, it's so much of how you identify yourself. Yeah. And see, and how, and the things that I, how I yeah. operate in the world and see myself and all of this. So there's kind of sometimes a feeling of like. I want to run away from it because you could if you, fail. Yeah. And yeah. if you get hurt in that space, it hurts a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a very vulnerable, like what you care the most about is going to be the most vulnerable totally. to that. So yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I relate to a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm excited to see it. We should probably wind up on time because we're at about 45 in. <laughs> We need to do what we need to do is have a part two after your gallery opens. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring the recorder and I'll do some audio verite when I'm at it. Oh, hell yeah. And then we can because this will, it's a couple weeks out. Like I could hold this recording until the week until it happens and then we'll release like a part two. 
part two. Yeah. Yeah. And then that'll be, then we can talk about your experience of seeing all of it as it comes out. I think that yeah. might be kind of cool. Yeah. This was very chill to chat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. part two, I'll like have more notes. You have like talking points. <laughs> you know, all these three by five cards. Yeah. Really talking about. I mean, it's kind of like hard to talk about, like to explain my work, how it looks. So maybe I'll give you the link to my website. So you can also put this in your pot in what you're publishing so people can look at it and uh, see it for themselves. And then also more importantly, to see it for yourself, you should come to the show. Yeah, I absolutely. Happy will. Gallery, and Chicago. everybody should. Well, I'll put it. Send me the link on Facebook, and I'll I'll toss it onto the uh, notes for this guy. Yeah, and then everybody can, and then I'll direct everybody to go. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. All right. Well, Megan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, if anybody wants, I mean, we'll put this in the show notes. But you people, you want anybody to follow you on Instagram or anything like this? Yes. Do what you want is, me to say my Instagram? Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> it's a M A E underscore S K O F F. M A E underscore S K O F F. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Mask off. I had a phone interview once where someone asked me what my Instagram Instagram handle was. Yeah. Uh, and it, I had to tell it to them four times, literally. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. They just like couldn't understand me. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Bye. bye.